Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A one, a two. A one, two, three, four. <laughs> Another beautiful day on the Victor Bravo Golf Course. The sun is shining, the birds are about, and there's a sudden buzz in the crowd. Michael Michelson steps up to the tee box. 15th hole here, drivers recommended. <laughs> is he a caveman? Because it's suddenly clumped that one. What do you reckon, George? <laughs> I mean, did he hit that with a dictionary? Because that was a terrible read. <laughs> oh. G'day and welcome. This is Golf. Andrew Dado is my name. It's great to have you with me. Today we're talking about golf fitness. Don't turn off. It's not like that at all. We're talking to Jeff Palazzaro. Uh, he's from 18 Strong. So he's got a YouTube channel. He's got a website. He's got over 300 and something podcasts with people from the whole gamut of golf. People like uh, Nick Price or Zach Johnson. Um, Webb Simpson's on there as well. He talks to sports psychologists, uh, Mark Immelman, uh, various sports and golf journalists, all about the game of golf. But his core business is fitness. What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? What should we be doing? Um, and what aren't we doing? So I'm really looking forward to this discussion because uh, he knows what he's talking about. He works with uh, all level of golfer, a lot of club golfers, but also people in the highest end of the game. And so his experience is is vast and he's a really, really lovely guy. So this is Jeff Palazzaro from 18 Strong. I hope you've got your your tight pants, what do you call them, tights, workout shorts, something on. We might get some exercises, but I know we're going to learn about the game and we're going to learn something about Jeff too. This is fun uh, and it's good. There's something here literally for everyone. And by the end of it, you'll be hitting longer drives. With Jeff, we started at the usual place, which is how he got into golf. Jeff, how did you come to golf? So I grew up playing soccer. I was not a soccer player growing up. I played soccer up through and into college. Um, and then I went to, to school for physical therapy. So that's where my background in the, the fitness started. Got out of, uh, out of physical therapy school, worked in a tri- traditional clinic, outpatient orthopedic, back pain, neck pain, that kind of stuff. And then I had the opportunity when I was, I think, 28 years old, to switch over and start working for a golf fitness company. And I, I didn't really know 
what golf fitness was. I didn't know uh, that that was even a thing. It, and yeah, I mean, it and back in 2008, it definitely wasn't, you know, but, um, so I had a chance to, to do that and it was kind of a unique challenge. I, I knew that I could help these guys with, and girls with the way that they move. I knew that I knew how the body worked. I knew how the body had to work for sport. I just didn't know that much about the golf swing in particular at that time. Um, but I knew that there was an opportunity there and it was something different. I was kind of getting burnt out on my, my physical therapy gig. And so that's really what took me over into the golf world. And then from there, I just kind of got hooked on the game. I started playing right. more, you know, before that it was, it was pretty much bachelor parties and yeah. uh, charity scrambles that I played golf in. But from that point, I got hooked. I started working with some really good players and, and some really good instructors around our area. And then, um, that really kind of fostered my love for the game. I, I went to a couple of clinics to learn more about the, the swing. I got TPI certified. And so that really kind of started my whole journey yeah, into this um, wonderful sport. Just, just aside from the playing, your qualifications within the game of golf and for, for teaching are quite extraordinary. So it, it's not as if you went in there half-assed and like you literally jumped in boots and all. So there must have been something about the game at the very beginning where you just went, did something click for you? I mean, you just thought this game is brilliant or? Yeah, I mean, I, I I always enjoyed it. It was one of those things that my dad didn't play. My grandpa only played one round of golf in his life, um, which, you know, we talked about that a lot, how he wishes that he would have played uh, back in the day. Um, but it was one of those things – I think my competitive nature and really like most athletes, right? You, most of us, golf kind of becomes our outlet for competition. I was done playing soccer. Mm. I had played some some men's league indoor soccer and then realized I don't want to tear an ACL and right. not be able to go to work. So um, golf kind of became that natural progression. And, you know, once you get out to a couple of these courses and you realize – oh my gosh, I get to spend five hours out in, in this place. You yeah. know, no matter what golf course you're on, it's better than being, than being at your office or you know whatever work setting yeah. you're at. So I try to always remind myself of that when I'm out there, that, man, I'm, I'm in this spectacular place. I'm in the middle of nature. I don't care. You know, no matter what I score, uh, trying to take the time to, to really be present and realize how, <laughs> how lucky you are to be there. It has, has really become something that I love of the game. So the, the combination of the co- competition – and also just, you know, the, the nature and, and the camaraderie, being able to be out there with friends typically, it just doesn't get any better. So does that, that sense of um, where it doesn't, where you, you say you, it doesn't matter what you score, that's surely changed by now. Surely it's a matter of I now really do care what I score. But you're also providing people with the tools on how to score better, not just in a golf swing, but in the golf, golf fitness as well. Right. Yeah, and when I say I... I I don't care what I score. I try to remind myself, I I always care what I score, Uh, but it's in relation to recognizing that I'm grateful for being out there. Okay. Okay. You know, if, if, if I'm, I try to keep myself from getting too upset at a bad score when I realize how, how lucky and fortunate we are to be out there playing. But yeah, I mean, as far as what, what my specialty has kind of become and, and really the, the avenue that, that I've taken is, being a, a former physical therapist, I mean, obviously, I still practice some of those things, but not in your traditional clinical sense. I've always had this desire to to help people improve, to help people get better in some way, shape or form. At first, that was, you know, they were injured and we would 
bring them back to their regular functional status and hopefully beyond. And then I think part of what intrigued me about shifting over to more of this fitness side is the preventative nature of it and working with people that are intrigued by the fact that they can get better at something, they can physically improve, and it's also going to help them in a recreational sport or maybe it's their competitive livelihood. And so it was the mindset of the people that I was starting to work with, like, oh, they want to be here. They want to push themselves. They want to yeah. get better. And then with 18 Strong, what what I think we've tried to do is relay that message to some to some extent to the people that maybe don't realize that that is a beneficial thing for them to do. And ultimately, we want our golfers, we call them our crew, we want our crew to be able to play as long as they possibly can, enjoy the game as much as they possibly can. It's not always so much about hitting further drives and, you know, scoring. Sure it hitting, is. Shave, sure it's about hitting I mean, it further. <laughs> it is, but it, it's also about hitting it further for the rest of your life, right? You yeah, know, okay. So you can kind of exceed the expectations of, of what you thought you were going to be hitting at the age 65 or 75 or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the 18 strong philosophy is really good that it says stronger golf results from having a, and living a stronger life. And it's mm-hmm. interesting what you said then that you're working with people who, who want to work better and they, they want their body to work better as opposed to you going to them going, listen, if you did this, so that, does that make a big difference working with people who, who want to be part of it as opposed to trying to bring people into it? Yes, it's, it's hard to coerce somebody into making big changes. We've all experienced that, right? Like if you, if you want to lose weight or you want to quit a bad habit, it's not really going to happen until you want it. Now, we can help educate people on the benefits, but until they make that decision that I'm going to actually make a change, I'm actually going to put in some work, it's hard to get them. You know, Think of anybody that tried to quit smoking. Until they really want to quit smoking – they're not going to quit smoking, right? Yeah. Um, so that that does make a big difference. But I think that what we've been able to do also, we like to say that many times we use golf as kind of the carrot for our our golfers because they come in because they realize that, oh, maybe this is going to help my golf game. And then hopefully after they either do one of our programs or just take some advice that they learned on the podcast, they start to realize that either they feel better or they're thinking more clearly or they get some sort of benefit and then they want to dig a little bit deeper. So we like to feel like we introduce them to some of these different things, even if it's not our programs or our trainings. So even even though 18 Stronger is – it's basically basically a physical program. How important is the mental aspect? I think it's imperative. And the more that we do this, the more my, I say we, uh, my cousin Ryan is my, my partner here at 18 strong. And we have these conversations all the time. Like what, what's, what do we really want these guys and girls to get from us? You know, what's, what are the problems that we're trying to solve? And, and I think that, yes, the physical nature is part of it, but there's so much of the mental component to it from the golf game, being able to, you know, that might be being able to learn how to calm yourself down out on the golf course or how to tame your thoughts when you're out on the golf course. And there's so many parallels to golf and, and fitness, you know, getting into shape and, and putting in the work and putting in the time and building good habits and, you know, pre-shot routines and, and learning how to just kind of strategically plan your way in your practice. There's so many things that interlink there that uh, it's kind of a crossover. Obviously, our, our bread and butter is the, the training programs, but 
I kind of geek out on, you know, the self-improvement stuff and the mental game stuff. And that's why I really enjoy having those professionals on our show, guys like Dr. Brett McCabe or Dr. Gio Valiante and and all these other great professionals. So I want to, I want to get to that. I want to get to that mental side and the sports psychologists and what, and what you've picked up from them. Um, But before I do that, uh, I watched just really quickly one of your YouTube videos and it was a really simple, I think it was about four minutes long and it was a, a basic warm up for over 50. So I'm 54, basic warm up for over 50s before they play golf. And it was squats and it was a couple of lunges. And um, when you go to a golf course and you see, well, what do you, actually, I'm curious to know, what do you see when you go to a golf course of, of I, people? I of people warming up. Yes. I, I see them screeching into the parking lot and slamming their trunk and running to the tee box. Yeah. <laughs> Is what I see. Um, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how can, how can we make it a little bit more of a, a, a normal to, to see people make it more socially acceptable to see people doing a little bit of a warm up on the driving mm-hmm. range. Um, I am definitely not a guy who's going to be, you know, like skipping down the range and getting on the ground and doing all these different things, yeah. which is why, you know, one of our programs is we call it our at-home warm-up. You know, do a little bit of something to loosen up before you leave to get to the golf course. Now, I realize sometimes people are driving like an hour to get there or whatever, but but still, I believe that doing something in the morning to get your body moving will benefit and, and have some carryover when you get to the course. When you get to the course, some simple, simple little rotation drills, I mean, you can check on our on our YouTube channel, like you said. We've got a, several different videos, and just some simple little things. Think about you know from your head down to your toes, just to kind of get every one of those joints moving a little bit. So that could be neck circles, that could be shoulder circles. Um, I, I mentioned in our email communication back and forth that we have a, a program that we recommend all of our do, golfers do, and we call it our our Move EFD program. We used to call it our Daily Motion Routine, and it's just seven, I think maybe eight different little, you know, movements, stretches that you, we recommend people do every day. It takes five to seven minutes, but we decided to change it because we realized people weren't getting how important we feel it is. So now we call it our move EFD and EFD stands for every effing day. Right. So you should do, you need to do it every effing day. Yeah. So, and everybody can go get that at 18strong.com slash EFD. But that's a perfect little warm-up. It takes five minutes, and you you won't look like an idiot on a driver range doing something like that. Yeah, it was funny because I was sort of taking the piss a bit because I played yesterday, and and it was that car park thing and just ran straight to the – and I stood there on the tee and I said, okay, look, I'm talking to Jeff tomorrow. Uh, he said to do some squats, so I'm saying I'm doing some squats on, on the tee. And um, this one, he's looked, and he's just laughed at me, like just <laughs> – and I think that's part of the thing is that we're sort of we're, maybe we're not ready. It's either that or the guys who lie on the ground, you know, rolling their knee over, thing, you know, going, ah, my back, my back, <laughs> you know. So it's either absolutely nothing or a fairly absurd circus display of um, I'll just wrench this out. I mean, what what are we doing? What are we doing wrong? I mean, I'm assuming that there are exercises that we see on YouTube and gym exercises that are going to give you more power, get that ball longer, you know, all this sort of stuff. Uh, Is it right? Like, or is it mainly flexibility? No, the way I like to think of it is what we would call priming and and getting your muscles ready to react. So when you're going to play golf, 
you're going to be swinging the golf club as fast as you can. But if you just show up and, and you do that cold, a couple things are going to happen. Either one, you can hurt yourself and just tweak a muscle. We've all done that. Um, or secondly, it's just going to take you a lot longer. We've all experienced where it takes you four or five holes before you really feel like your body is, is moving the way you want it to. And so what we recommend is, is doing a couple little basic movements, more so not really the stretching where you're just kind of laying and holding yourself in one position, but actively moving back and forth. Or if you're at home, we actually have a, a little routine that we call our priming routine where you use a rubber band and you just do some like light punches with it, some rows. Um, maybe you do a little lunge and, and some squats, but it gets the muscles ready to react and ready to fire. So when you do step up over, over the ball on the tee, you're, you've got the blood flowing through them. You've got the, the muscles are a little bit more elastic and they're just ready to perform. And so just by doing a five minute little warm up routine, people will notice a big difference in those first couple of holes and won't feel like, you know, I'm, I'm stiff and achy and creaky. Uh, it really does make a huge difference. Okay. And they can find that on the, on the, uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, we have. If you go to our YouTube channel, there's a bunch of a bunch of videos on just some different exercises and some warm ups. We actually have in our 18 Strong membership app, which uh, there's a free seven day trial. People can check that out too. Just go to 18strong.com. You'll see the the little sign up for that. Um, but if they go to that to the 18strong.com/efd, I would just start there. And okay. We walk you through from head to toe. Just a simple little routine. Once you get it down, at five to seven minutes, and that that will take care of it. And I think it's funny, Andrew, because there's times when I show up to the golf course, like boop, you know, yeah, in the course. in the driving, just roll right up and ready to tee off. But I also like to think that because I do that program every day, and and just doing all the stuff, you know, taking care of our bodies. If you can kind of stay what I like to call perpetually warmed up it's okay if every now and then you show up to the, to the golf course and you don't have time to do five or 10 minutes to warm up and loosen up. You know, maybe you do only have time to go hit a couple balls, roll a putt or two and you got to go. But I feel like the people that, that prepare themselves on a regular basis, that their body's a little more able to handle that and they're less likely to strain something, hurt themselves, and they'll be able to get in their rhythm a little bit quicker. Yeah, I, I work with I work with quite a few high school golfers. I don't have 
any college golfers right now, and I've got one one guy on the PGA Tour, but I, I will also work with a lot of country club golfers. You know, I think yeah. that uh, a lot of people think that all the instructors that are online and the fitness pros that are online, all we work with are touring pros and these elite level athletes, where a lot of them are just everyday Joes like you and I that just, you know, love to play the game and realize that, that working out is, is helpful. I was surprised the first time I started working with a, a pro tour player and even with some other pro athletes that I've, I've been at least in the gym with in different settings at how little sometimes they understand even how important the physical stuff is and how little they understand about their own training programs. And just by giving them some basic knowledge, how much that, that can help them even at that, the highest level. Yeah. Uh, but, but as far as these days, the tour pros, the high level college players, they, they're serious athletes now. So it really is interesting to see how the game has changed over the last 10 years and the difference in the, the athleticism of the guys and girls at the highest levels are and the training programs that now are being implemented with these folks and how, how much stock they put into their, their training, their nutrition, their diet. Um, it, it's, it's been interesting to see. It's going to be really interesting to see the next five to 10 years. Yeah. Just like every other sport, I think that when, when strength training is introduced, nutrition comes into play. I mean, look at the change of, of baseball players and basketball players over the last 10, 15 years. I think we're going to see that in golf. And it's it's going to kind of spread. It's going to make a, a bigger spread between what the tour player is and, and what us rec- recreational golfers so, are. So, I mean, look, I know most of our listeners are probably in Australia. So what's the what's this caper with the baseball and the basketball players in America for the last 10 years? What have they done that's different? Um, so I would say probably maybe let, let's say 20 years with baseball. If, if you look back to 20 years ago and you look at film of, of baseball players, they were all tall, skinny, thin, you know, athletes, not even in, in the greatest of shape. And if you look at basketball players, same thing, long, lean, you know, yeah. kind of string beanie builds. And now you look at some of these guys and it looks like you don't know if they're coming off the, the football team or if they're playing basketball or if they're playing baseball. And I think they've just realized that having more strength, having more power is so crucial for an athletic talent. We're starting to see that with Bryson DeChambeau and and some of these younger guys coming up that, you know, distance and power is a big deal. And so we're starting to see that in the training programs too. Do you have thoughts on on DeChambeau? Like when he started, I'm sure that as a golf fan, when he started, he said, I'm going to put on 20 pounds and hit it further. Did you have thoughts before that happened? This is ridiculous. It's not going to happen. Or did you did you sort of sit there going, "Wow, holy yes, the show's about to begin." Yeah, I I kind of thought more the the latter. Like, if he really does what he says he's going to do, you know, because we know that Bryson he's he's kind of a guy that he likes to be a little bit outside the box, right? And typically does what he says he's going to do. Um, and from my standpoint, I was like, oh, if he's if that's going to happen, if he's really going to do it, this is going to be interesting. I didn't know exactly how it was going to go. Um, and the way that he did it, you know, I mean, he got really, really big. And the the diet that he had to maintain, it, it was just, it was kind of absurd. But I applaud the guy for saying, I'm going to get as big as possible. I'm going to hit the ball as far as possible, and I'm going to win a major. And he did yeah. all of those things. Yeah. Now, I think you're starting to see him kind of scale back on his size, uh, which is natural because over the course of he's, he's playing again, he bulked up during kind of the COVID restrictions. 
So he's now kind of normalizing out a little bit, but still is pushing the pushing it as far as the distance is concerned. And it's just it's been interesting to see. And I think that, yeah, that's kind of a catalyst for some of these younger players to, to see like, oh, man, if I if I push it and I really work on my distance, that's going to be a huge thing in the future. OK, so for your golf, for your personal golf, you, you <laughs> so it's, it's really interesting. You've done over over 300 episodes, 330-something episodes for your podcast? Three, 326, Three, I believe. Okay, right. so 326 mm-hmm. episodes. So you've spoken to experts, you know, Webb Simpson, Nick Price, Zach Johnson. You mentioned um, Gio Valiante, the sports psychologist before. So you talked to the best in the game, the biggest thinkers in the game. What do you take from them that you give to your own golf? Or is it a case of you know, anyone who does a radio show and they have their finance expert on and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, Bitcoin, yeah, 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 and they just don't do anything about it. So are you, are you the former or the latter? No, I, I really – I think that probably the some of the mental coaches have had the biggest impact on me as far as the way that I approach the game. There's two guys that I've had on the show a couple of times and, and I'm going to have on again soon, Gary Nickel and Carl Morris, and they've they've written – Two great books, actually three great books now. Uh, it's the Lost Lost Golf or Lost Art series, Lost Art of Putting, Lost Art of Playing Golf, and their newest book is coming out, The Lost Art of the Short Game. And one thing that they have said that resonates with me is, or the question that they that they ask and they encourage every golfer to ask themselves is, does the swing create the shot or does the shot create the swing? Meaning. Do you should you be worried about the technical bits of your swing to create the the ball flight or the shot that you want, or should you focus on what the shot is, and then let your body create the swing that will make that yeah, shot? Yeah, right. And so for me, that has always really resonated because I mentioned playing soccer growing up. Soccer is is not a very technical sport, so I can. And still to this day, I help coach my son's soccer team. So I'm out and kicking the ball around every now and then. And I find it amazing that still at age 43, if there's a kid 40 yards away, I can roll a ball out in front of me without really thinking about it. And I can hit that ball and probably put it within five feet of his feet without thinking about what's my yeah. leg doing? How am I rotating my hips? What's my head? You know, what's my head position? But in golf, for some reason, we decide like, we got to get super technical and we got to worry about our hand position instead of just saying, there's the target. I'm going to make this club hit the ball that direction. And so that's always really, that's probably one of the biggest things that I've tried to take away is, is how do I tap into that natural athletic ability? How do I work on the visualizing and those kind of things? But, but isn't part of that, that in, if you're playing soccer, you grew up playing soccer. So you in, intrinsically and, and spiritually know the game. But as given you're new to golf or, you know, when fairly new to golf, um, it's not something you played as a five-year-old. So you've actually, and this is the problem. It's not, I was going to say it's a problem. It's the opportunity, right? So you've actually got to understand how the hands work and how the arms work. And that's why people get sort of, you know, they get stuck over the top of the ball going, uh, uh, just, uh, <laughs> So, so that so you you know soccer, but you're learning golf. So, is there a way that you've picked up from you know people like Geo that 
helps you understand the natural way to do it. Well, there is that balance, right? I mean, obviously we have to learn some of the fundamentals. We And that's why, you know, I, I do try to learn about the swing. I do try to, and, and believe me, I'm not perfect at being out there and just visualizing a shot and just hitting it. I have hmm. the swing thoughts just like everyone, no one everyone else. Exactly. But it's um, it's kind of the knowing that we've all pretty much hit a great golf shot, right? So knowing that it's in there somewhere, now that day and time on the golf course, it might not be you know clicking the way that you always wanted, wanted to click. But that's where and, and, um, Pia Nelson and, and Lynn Marriott from Vision 54 are really good about this too, of having your think box and having your play box. So like the think box being kind of the technical stuff, standing there, getting your – um, your pre-shot routine and, and kind of thinking of all the different factors, maybe even thinking about what you're going to, you're trying to do in your swing. But then once you step into the play box, shutting that side off and then just kind of letting go with the flow. And that's, <laughs> that's the balance of it, right? Yeah. I oh, know it's really, I think it's re- it's really interesting. And, um, and I, and I, I, I suspect, I don't know, like, that, you know, like you amateur golfer that we literally overthink things just way too much. Like if we just stand, stand up there and, and belt it, you know, we might be better. Um, are there exercises that we can do as amateur golfers that will give us more distance or more power? Yes. <clears throat> there's, a lot, there's a lot of them. But I would say that and this especially goes for, for the guys listening to the show, that most of us neglect our lower body, our, our legs. Um, so – I mean, when you see our training programs, they look pretty basic. They are, you know, some squats and lunges. And I'm not talking about barbells and things. I mean, it could be a body weight squat and trying to get you into better positions on a lunge and doing hinging exercises. But paying attention and building up the strength in your legs is naturally going to create much more stability when you're standing over the ball. It's going to create a better awareness of how your lower body moves and the lower body is really where the ground forces come from and where the where the strength and power comes from in our golf swing. So just by adding in that piece of doing some lower body strengthening exercises, I have a, a gentleman that I work with. He's 73 years old. And I've been working with him for about probably five years now. And um, he retired a few years back and really wanted to, to work on getting better endurance to go play golf because that's what he does now, right? Mm. And um, just started him on some of these basic exercises and he has now been able to walk 18 holes he walks 18 holes on a regular basis multiple times a week um he's playing better than before and he's hitting a ball further than the 60 year old guys that he's playing with and it's all because he has just a better base of support and he just never did that before he just never put any real stock in in the lower body Um, so i would say if i can give one tip it would be to to work on building up strength in the lower body it's like the um, like the footballers. If the, you can tell a footballer is going to have a good season if he's got a big bum, right? So if got a right. big, there's a footy player who's got a big, powerful ass. You go, oh, okay, this is going to be his year. So maybe it's yep. a, there's a little bit of that in there. And, I, I and just Jeff- was, I just heard somebody talking on another podcast, and he was a hockey player, and he said, you know, the hockey players they have hockey butt is what we like to call it. but they said yeah. that the real good guys they have what they call a pro dumper when you got big, <laughs> <laughs> all the professionals they got a pro dumper you know because because they're so strong and they're 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 you know they built up so, so much of that strength and 
years ago, I worked in a gym that had a lot of hockey players. And it's so true. Their lower body strength is, is so incredibly strong. And that's why a lot of hockey players that come over to play golf can just destroy a golf ball yeah. because, you know, they've got that strength and power. All right. So, and what about your, um, your golf? So I'm assuming that you're, you know, you're, you're incredibly fit. You know, all the exercises, you pump it, you just pump it down there <laughs> or not. You know, I've, I've had days where I have really good, like I can hang with not anybody uh, off the, the tee box by any means, but um, where I feel pretty decent going to play with anybody. But I know that this is where the, the fitness side and the skill side, you know, they, they kind of clash or, or they're separate from each other because yeah, I agree. I, I, I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. I can do pretty much all the, the tests that I give my guys and girls in the gym and I can do those things, but skill wise, I don't get out and practice enough. I don't, I don't get out and yeah. work on some of the technique stuff on my own. So um, I'm, I'm not too erratic off the tee. My, my game is, is decent. I'm playing at a, a 12-2 these days, I believe. It's good. Um, so I'm okay. I feel like I can go out and not embarrass myself around yeah. most golfers. And I'm a pretty good partner in a, in a member, member or member guest kind of an event because I get, I get quite a few pops. What, what was it like, you know, as I said, some, I mean, some really big names that you've spoken to on the podcast, that, you know, Webb Simpson and Zach, Zach Johnson, Nick Price. What's it like talking to them? Do you really, I mean, I know how I feel when I, you know, get to meet professional golfers, they get a bit gooey and a bit sideways. And, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's funny because, and I'm sure you've had it too, like before, before the call, it's you get a little nervous and you're kind of like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm talking to Nick Price. Like, mm. holy cow. But then once you get into the conversation and you, you realize that they're just regular people, they're, they're, they've all been extremely generous with their time and, and have been really nice people to talk to. Then it just it gets comfortable. Um, and I've had such good fortune with the guys that we've had on the show of of that happening. What was really funny, though, is like when I when you get a text message from one of them and like on my phone pops up Zach Johnson. I'm like, yeah, can I screenshot this and like send this out <laughs> yeah. on social media? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that is, it's, it's a little weird seeing Zach Johnson or Webb Simpson or Nick Price pop up on your, on your cell phone. It's pretty cool. Do you, do you um, sort of mind them for that little sort of that little bit of information? Do that, they all have different things that float their boat in a golf sense that makes them special the way they are? I try to, you know, I, I try to let the, the conversation go and, and flow as easily as possible. Obviously, you know, I'm sure like you do, you kind of prepare some questions ahead of time that you kind of want to get answered, but try to let them dictate which direction yeah. we go. And then, and then, yeah, try to get some insights. I love getting stories from those guys. I, I love when they just tell stories because then I find like I'm, I'm just a kid in a candy store, like just yeah. sitting there and it's, it's, then you got to think of a question when they stop talking, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is, I think, is a good sign. It shows that you're actually listening to, to their story. But um, yeah, just going back and listening to some of those shows and and hearing, you know, just some of the the stories they tell, some of the lessons that they've learned, some of the. I always like to ask them, you know, what was it? What was a troubling time for them, or what, what was a struggle that they had? Because obviously, they've all had such great success. But as we all know, they they've probably had more failure than than success. But we remember all the all the good times. They probably remember a lot of the hard times. And so those are always some really interesting stories that I feel like the audience gets a lot out of. Okay. Um, and for you then, what's your, what are you, what are you bouncing back from that, that makes you a, a, a better human and a, a better athlete? 
What am I bouncing back from? Um, that's a that's a great question. I mean, I think I'm always striving to find ways to to just better myself in, in one way or another. So for right now, for instance, um, I've kind of gotten on a, a meditation kick, really trying to to work on slowing things down. You know, I've always got so many different things going on in my head, so many activities going here at the gym and with the podcast. And I have three kids at home and a beautiful wife. And, you know, the the world is as, as chaotic as it is right now that, you know, slowing things down really appealed to me. And so I, I've been learning about some of those things. And, and I recently read a book called The Wim Hof Method. Have you ever heard of Wim Hof? Yeah, I have. So they call him the Iceman. And he is he's known for, <laughs> you know, like cold ice baths. He's known for like breathing exercises, meditation. So I'm going through his fundamental course and, and learning some different things. And like just today, one of the things that I had to do was stick my hands in a, a bucket of ice cold water for two minutes as, as a challenge to help like build the circulation in the hands and things like that. Uh, so I'm always trying to find like these new, I don't want to call them hacks, you know, I'm not trying to like biohack, but it's like, what's, what's something that I can improve or challenge myself on. Um, you know, I do like a trail run at the end of the year where I know I have to prepare for that. So just, and that's kind of what I want to relate to our audience is, you know, strive for strive for some of these different challenges. Push yourself a little bit, and you know, it doesn't all have to be about golf and fitness and and looking good. It can be about you know, how can I just kind of get a little bit better every day, or what's a challenge, or what's something that I want to try and, and succeed at. Yeah, so. that's very good advice. Just finally, what um, so when you're doing your meditation, how often does golf? So, so you're there, and the waves are breaking gently against the shore, and the wind creates ripples and Jesus Christ, there's a golf balls just landed on does golf infiltrate your does golf infiltrate your you know, your three o'clock in the mornings? Do you go through your rounds? Do you are you that sort of a golfing fan or have you managed to calm that down? I've I've managed to calm that down. Now I would say I haven't played golf this week or last week, so I'm not like replaying a bad shot. Oh, okay, yeah, right. So, so that hasn't that hasn't been a thing this week. I'm, I'm sure that if I had just played yesterday, there'd be a couple, you know, putts, miss putts that are lipping out that that might creep in there. But no, I think that you know during the meditation, it, it's always a struggle to to keep focused and and keep the brain from wandering and and uh, you know just trying to to kind of bring it back to whatever it is the breath or or even if it's a guided meditation that kind of a thing but uh no i can't say the golf creeps in and, and causes me nightmares or hot sweats or anything like that at night oh okay oh well then you're not playing enough it's coming for <laughs> you're right you. i'm not i'm not <laughs> playing enough that's just, sure. when, you, when, you, when your kids are older and everything calms down you'll you'll have the uh, uh and you'll I love can't it wait, i can't wait for those nightmares yeah it'd be great hey, that listen, means because that means i'm playing more right yeah, of course. Playing more and thinking more. Do you have um? Do you have club championships at the? So I, we I don't I don't belong to a club. So I play. Okay. We have a lot of public courses around here in St. Louis. Um, there there are club championships. I did get a chance to play in Kansas City with a friend of mine at his club. They had a member guest event, and it was one of the. I've played in it twice now. It's the most fun event ever you know when you have that there's a little something on the line you've got you and your partner i also do a rider cup with a bunch of college buddies every year so that's kind of my those are kind of my big events of the year that i, I try to yeah. gear up for and, and plan for 
Okay, great. Well, listen, you'll find more of Jeff at uh, 18strong.com. Don't forget to look up 18strong.com slash EFD. Uh, we'll try and make ourselves fitter. And there's the podcast, of course, as well, and the YouTube channel. So you're incredibly busy, and I really thank you for your time. I've really interesting and fun and illuminating chat. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Andrew. How good. That is Jeff Palazzaro. Uh, looking forward to waking up at three o'clock in the morning and going through his rounds as I know lots of us do already. So it's 18 Strong. That's the podcast. It's the website as well. Um, and don't forget to check out his EFD every effing day exercises, which I'm going to do myself right now because, uh, mate, I want to hit it better and I want to hit it further and I want to hit it more consistently. So thanks, Jeff, for your time. Really good fun. Next week, who knows? I'll see you then. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.